Smarties, today we are welcoming master teacher Pam Oliveri, aka Rockin' Resources. Pam reached out to us a couple months ago after becoming a Smarty herself, which is just about the coolest thing ever. (laughs) And today you'll hear Pam talk about her professional and personal journey. She specializes in working on writing with students, and she'll also share some of her favorite differentiated writing strategies with us. Be sure to listen until the end because Pam offers some really amazing freebies and discounts to our audience as well that are super rockin'. <laughs> Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 51 of Learn Smarter, the educational therapy podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. Sorry, I was drinking water. <laughs> Keep it in. Keep going. Okay. Today, we're excited to welcome Pam Oliveri, aka Rockin' Resources. We connected with Pam over email, and she found the podcast and loved us. And now we love her. We're excited to have her here today. Welcome, Pam. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're excited about this one. Yeah, we totally are. I found you guys and I was just so excited because you just offer a world of knowledge on your podcast and I just kept flipping through trying to find all this great stuff and I just knew I had to get to know you guys. Well, we loved it. We were very excited. We're always excited when we get emails from our audience. And then we were excited because we went and looked at what you do and who you do it for. And we're like, oh, we want to be friends with her. Forget about her wanting to be friends with us. (laughs) You're kind of in a similar zone. And it's really fun to watch all the stuff that you do online. So why don't you share with our Smarties who you are and what you do and who you do it for. Okay. Well, I was a classroom teacher for 26 years, mostly in upper elementary. And along the way, I was just diving into all kinds of ways to help students, you know, to motivate them, to find ways to differentiate and all of that. And I decided to take the knowledge after getting my master's degree and a national board certification. I learned so much that I wanted to go a step further. So I started designing curriculum. And I did it part-time for several years. And then I decided to go full-time. And I have been doing that full-time for four years now. Basically, I design curriculum and I work on things for students to help them learn. And I sell it online. I have my own store, my own blog. I have a store on TPT, and I'm opening up my own store. So for people who don't know what TPT is, that's Teachers Pay Teachers, right? Correct. So basically what it is, is you could go on Teachers Pay Teachers and just search like what you're looking for in your classroom or your homeschool. I mean, it's for parents as well. And if you are looking for maybe something on sentence structure to work with your students, you can plug that in and all the resources from all the stores, not just mine, will come up and you can search for what is best for your students or homeschool. It just offers a world of materials from teachers all over the world. It's a really fabulous resource. And usually... It really is. The resources aren't that expensive and it's a way of supporting the 
creativity that teachers are already demonstrating. And when you're a teacher, you're rising the tide. Good teachers take from other teachers, right? Right. We learn from our mentors. We learn from what other people tell us to do. And this includes sometimes content that people have created. Teachers Pay Teachers has allowed people to have a little more financial freedom. And we get to reward teachers for the work that they're already doing. Right. Yeah. And there's some fabulous stuff on there. We've both purchased stuff off of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, and then when you emailed us and you have this big store on there, it's very cool. Thank (laughs) you. Well, it all started with my writing curriculum. So when I was in the classroom, I never could find that right writing curriculum that fit my students. And that is really where the store began because I sat down one summer and just pulled everything I can think of and developed a writing curriculum and tried it out in my class and it really took off. And then I started selling it online and it took off. So then I have grades one through eight. And that is really when my store started to shine. And I was like, okay, this is something I need to be doing because I could be helping more than just my own class. I could be helping teachers around the world pretty much. And you are. Thank y'all. Your impact is really huge at this point. Yeah, I was excited. I had some people from Australia on there, Canada, and yeah, absolutely. We go all over. That's so cool. I have a big following in California, actually, where you guys are. There you go. So where are you, Pam? Tell our audience. Okay, I live in South Carolina. It's called York. It's right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Got it. Yeah. It's on my list to get to that region of the United States at some point. Oh, come. I want to try this sweet tea. You guys have sweet tea we there, have right? Sweet tea for sure. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> That's what my grandmother used to say. Bless your heart. <laughs> and then I don't know what else. Do you guys have barbecue? What's the cuisine there? Yeah. Now we're just delving off into what I like to do when I travel. But right. Barbecue is huge. And it's funny because I'm not originally from here. I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But I've been down here for 20 years and The barbecue in Pittsburgh is a lot different than the barbecue here, but it is amazing. I've had Memphis barbecue. Okay. Which is like dry. Okay. I wasn't a huge fan. No? I like the sauce. Do you have sauce on your barbecue? Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of sauces to choose from. Okay. All right. (laughs) Planning a trip. Rachel likes the restaurants, and sometimes when we go, she'll say, Steph, let's get all the sauces. (laughs) Hey, you got to try them, right? That's what happened when we went to Crack Shack, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you said get all the sauces. So Crack Shack, just we're going to go off for a second. Crack Shack is a restaurant in Los Angeles that's actually owned by Richard Blaze, which I did not know at the time because I wasn't a fan of Top Chef. But I was. But you were, and you knew about it, right? Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have such a crush on him. Because now I've been watching (laughs) Top Chef, like, on a loop, basically. (laughs) Steph, I finished season 13 yesterday. (laughs) For months, she's been catching up. Basically, all of 2019, I've been watching Top. Anyway, Pam, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) So tell us a little bit more about your writing program and what makes it special or unique okay from other ones sure what i'm actually doing is i have a free webinar that i can talk about later that really mm-hmm. dives into the secret of success where it talks about what truly makes it unique and it gives you tons and tons of tips and i know we're going to cover a bunch of tips here but this one really goes into it and tells you a lot of things to do with your writing program but 
what the basics of it is, is the modeling part. It's called step-by-step writing. So it's taking it from basic skills and adding on in that perfect order to get to the point of a final essay. So you would start with sentence structure and that kind of thing at the beginning. But when you get to the essay part is truly when the program kicks in. Because so many times you do little mini lessons here, little mini lessons there, and it doesn't all come together. And I developed it so that it all comes together in a step-by-step fashion. So it's scaffolded in that order to get to a perfect essay at the end. It just really, truly works. We can talk a little bit about the webinar in a little bit, but I've already decided that I will be signing Steph and I up for it so we can also learn (laughs) from you. Yay. Because that's the benefit of getting to speak to other people who are kind of in our realm and do what we do. Like I said before, we get to learn from each other and that's the best. Exactly. So we had talked a little bit before we hit record about sharing not just your professional journey, but also your parenting journey a little bit. Right. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your family life and who your people are? My people. I love my people. Okay. So (laughs) right now, my children are older. They're both graduated from high school. I actually have one. um, My daughter graduated from college. She went to USC for marketing and actually works for me full time. So Mm -hmm. when you're looking at my social media, that is not my creativity on social media. (laughs) It's your voice. It's your voice, but maybe you're not pressing posts. Right. So I do the content and the design, but she takes the social media like to another level. So that's what my daughter does. And then my son just graduated from high school last year. And what really got me to dive deep into a lot of differentiated material was him. Mm Mm-hmm. He grew up, we knew there was some form of dyslexia, and you know that one in every five children have some form of dyslexia, and that I did not know until recently, but he really struggled in school, and he was more of an auditory learner, and he would understand vocabulary with us studying with him auditorily, and then he would go into his class and just fail the test, and it was all due to not being able to read the material. He struggled in reading, and it was, you know, a true struggle all the way through. You know, I would love to tell you something that recently happened. Yes, please tell us. You hinted at it already, and I'm, I'm waiting for it. Okay. All right. Well, first of all, being a teacher and having my son struggle, I really beat myself up over the years. Like, why couldn't I figure this out? Why was he having so much trouble and I couldn't be there for him? And believe me, I tried. And he did, you know, fine in elementary school. There was enough help in elementary school. But when he got to middle school, it just all fell apart for him. Mm -hmm. And I was at that middle school every week. I mean, they were probably tired of seeing me, but I knew that there had to be help out there and I just didn't know what it was. I didn't have a special ed background and I just kept pounding them like, please work with him, do something. And and he always would test out on that borderline that there was no help for him. Mm. So it was a struggle. He was like right on the cusp of... Right. It's never like failing enough. So frustrating. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, he's passing. And I'm like, he's passing, but he's struggling. But he's not thriving. And I knew that there had to be help out there, but I couldn't find it. And I tried, I tried, I tried. Well, it's a crazy story, but just recently, a few months ago, I I talked to a lot of people on differentiation and 
I was talking to a friend about it and she said, you know, I took my child just recently to a visual therapy Yes, and I was like, well, what is that? And that was one of the first things I did. I took him to get his eyes checked. Oh, I know where this is going. You know where it's going. Mm-hmm. going to try not to cry, but okay. So I took him to get his eyes checked so many times and oh, he has 20-20 vision. You're all good. But nobody went deeper. Mm -hmm. So this woman's telling me this and I'm like, oh my gosh, I never even knew that that was out there. You know, nobody ever suggested that to me. So I was like, well, you know, he's graduated from high school already, but it's never too late because he wants to go to college and it's not really panning out for him. So let's give it a shot. Well, we went last week and no pun intended, but it was very eye opening. Yes. So this doctor was amazing because he really got to his level. Like he talked to him like a teenager. He wanted to know all about him and he wanted me to not speak at all. He said, I want you in here, but you're not allowed to say a word. I need to talk to Donovan. And he talk to him and ask him all these questions about his learning and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he opened up to him more than he ever opened up to me. And I was shocked at everything he really was going through growing up. Mm-hmm. So long story short, these tests were amazing. And he had me stand behind my child while he was reading things. And the things he saw were not the same things I saw. And Mm -hmm. then he would talk about how words were breaking up and moving apart. And then he did this simple test where he just had like a few symbols, like an X, a slash, and an O. And he said, what do you see? He said, XO. Is there anything in between? No. I saw the slash. I mean, I'm standing right there. I saw the slash. Right. So, you know, it was just crazy. Absolutely crazy that all the tests they did... Donovan absolutely failed. And Mm -hmm. the good news, I mean, there's great news, and that's why I wasn't going to cry on a sad note, crying on a Mm -hmm. happy note, is he told Donovan, he said, there's good news and bad news. The bad news is you have all these things wrong. The good news is every one of them can be fixed. Mm -hmm. He said, through visual therapy, we can fix all of that because his left eye does not follow his right eye. And so he's reading, 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 and his left eye is trying to catch up and it's just not catching up. And so everything becomes jumbled for him Mm -hmm. and everything can be fixed. What? Say what? It absolutely can. So this is the second you said vision therapy. My heart broke for you because it's something that Steph and I know about, and it's sometimes a referral that we make out here. But I have to tell you, even out here, it's a dicey referral to make because the science isn't there. Yeah. So, like, I've talked to a bunch of neuropsychs about this, and do you guys make the referral? Do they? Do you not? And so it's everything that we talk about in educational therapy, which is you want to throw spaghetti at the wall and see what works. Right. Neurofeedback works really well for some kids. For some kids, it doesn't work at all. Mm -hmm. Acupuncture works for certain ailments. It it just depends on each individual's body. But for him to be able to see, and the difference between this doctor 
And Steph, can you talk a little bit about the difference? Yeah. Okay. So Pam, it's interesting that you bring this up too, because I have identified several, several, quite a number of kids that nobody caught in my practice. Okay. And because people don't know what it is and how it works and whatnot. And um, people don't know. Basically, the kids that have come big signs that you might see for those of you parents that are listening that are like, oh, what is, you know, or or even professionals. It's not about eyesight, right? No. It's not about eyesight at all. It's the muscles of your eyes. Yes. A lot of times I say, have you had your kid's eyes checked? And they say, oh, yeah, they have perfect vision, right? But you need to go to the right kind of doctor, the right kind of optometrist that actually looks at the muscles of the eye, not just the lenses of the eye. And the way it shows is a lot of blinking, eye rubbing, looking at wanting to be closer to things. Getting tired while they're reading. Getting tired while they're reading, wanting the print to be bigger, even though their eyesight has checked out perfectly fine. I see it a lot. I actually had a kid come in who was 21 and nobody had caught and he just would always, you guys can't see me, but basically he would put his thumb and his middle finger in the corners of his nose and his eyes and he would press there every couple of minutes. And I said to him, you know, he was in college and I said to him, what's going on with your eyes? Mm-hmm. He was just like, well, you know, it just helps me. And the thing that happens a lot is parents say to their kid, can you see okay? Or is everything okay with your eyes? Well, here's the thing. The kids don't know any different. Right. And so to them, that's normal. So it's kind of one of those things where you have to find a professional that really looks at the muscles. And very often, eyes aren't working together. And if your eyes aren't working together, you're seeing two separate images. And then your brain has to then spend extra time to put them together. That's exactly what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. My cousin actually did vision therapy, and it changed her life. Hmm. She has said to me over and over again, if I ever have a client that wants to speak to her about her journey, she'd be more than happy to speak to everybody that wants to speak to her because it changed her life so much. And the ability for her to now see and use her eyes, and it's not tiring, and it's not causing all these problems that she didn't even know she had. So I think it's amazing that you were able to go to someone. It's usually a developmental optometrist Yes, is usually what they're called. It's very different than an ophthalmologist or just a regular optometrist. So those of you out there who have children that are having issues with reading or dyslexia or any of that, I really encourage you to find a developmental optometrist in your area. It's worth it for just the peace of mind too, because absolutely the beauty of my son is, yes, he is older, but he said, you know what, mom, it doesn't matter. Like I could put all that in the past. It's all good because now we found something that's wrong. And you know, the way he explains it all this time, like he really thought he was stupid. I hate to use that word, but he thought he would call himself stupid and, mm-hmm. and didn't think that he could learn. He thought there was something wrong with his brain. And the doctor talked to him, encouraged him and told him, dude, there is nothing wrong with your brain. Mm-hmm. You're talking to me. Your vocabulary is fabulous. There's nothing wrong with that. But now we got to work on you being able to do the vocabulary by seeing it. Amazing. I mean, I he was amazing. I mean, I can talk him up like no tomorrow. That's fantastic. I also want to appreciate 
out loud that you're not beating yourself up for what you didn't know. Well, I am beating myself up, but. (laughs) Well, if this situation were reversed, what would you tell us? You would tell us the same thing. I know. You don't know what you don't know. Well, you know, I just feel like, you know, why doesn't the educational world know? I was a teacher, although I didn't have special ed background or whatever, all those cries for help. Why wasn't that ever a suggestion? You know, I really loved the place where my children went to school, but there just was no help. And I just didn't understand that. Because they didn't know it either. Yeah. But here's the beautiful part. Now you're talking about it Mm -hmm. on the podcast. My guess is you might start talking about it in other ways, just like this other parent helped you. That's how information pays it forward. Absolutely. It's changed a lot of kids' lives just within the practice. Well, Pam, you're going to have to give us an update in like six months and let us know. Oh, absolutely. What's going on with him? He's actually excited about going, which is a big deal. So how often is he going to go? We still have to meet with the doctor. There's one more test they want to run and then we meet for his plan. Amazing. I'm excited for all of you. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yes. Thank him from us for allowing you to share this I will, on the podcast because we're we're talking about it with his blessing, right? I know. I used to just talk about it like, you know, someone near and dear to my heart, but he's kind of opened up and let me share some things, so I'm glad about that. If it changes one kid, it's all worth it. Yes. And we'll let you know if we hear from somebody too who's been impacted by this whole discussion. And if you're in the LA area and you're looking for referrals for developmental optometrists, reach out to us on our email, Rachel and Steph at LearnSmarterPodcast.com, because we have people that we refer to, right, Steph? Yep. Okay, Pam, let's transition. I know. (laughs) Sorry to throw you for a loop there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so grateful that you shared it because I, yeah, we don't know. We never know the impact. As long as it helps somebody else, then there you go. Exactly. Before we transition, I wanted to ask you. A lot of the people listening to our podcast are parents of students currently in elementary, middle, and high school who are struggling learners, and you've kind of walked that journey with them. Mm -hmm. So if you could go back in time 10, 15 years ago and talk to yourself about what you were about to experience or what you would go back and tell yourself if you went back in time, because I think hearing from another parent who's kind of walked that path a little bit that helps our audience tremendously when they hear about that. Yes. Well, basically is never give up. I mean, I still didn't give up. My kid graduated from high school and I still didn't give up. I was always looking for other ways. And I did find ways to help him throughout. I would find ways to help him with his auditory learning, you know, that kind of thing. But I never gave up that there is help out there. I truly believe that this is going to help him in some way. I'm excited. Yes, me too. Yeah, that's great. Okay, Pam, tell us, what are some of your favorite tips for differentiated writing instruction? Okay. So we did three episodes on writing. So if you want to scroll back in your podcast, or we'll also link it in the show notes. We did episode 20 on how writing and executive functioning work together. And then 21 and 22 is a two-parter on executive functioning strategies for writing. So we'll link those in our show notes also. Okay. But Pam, what are your tips? Okay. Tell us. Well, first of all, what I always tell the teachers, I work as a writing coach as well. And one of the things I tell them is to think about the instructional level of your students 
when you're planning out your lessons. And this is the same for homeschool moms. Think about where they are. Are they at the point where they're writing in a complete sentence or do they need help with complete sentences? Are they writing in a full paragraph effectively? And what about essays? Because in order to write an essay, they need to have those steps ahead of them, right? Mm -hmm. So what I suggest for them is to get to know your student or your child and where they are, because you cannot expect them to sit down and write a full essay if some of the other skills still need to be taught. Absolutely. Right. And so in order to go along with that, whenever you're introducing a new skill, Say you're introducing a new skill on, I'm just going to stick with, I was talking about complete sentences. Say you're introducing a new skill on complete sentences. Whatever it is, if it's a new skill, you have to use explicit teaching. You know, just showing them a few examples isn't good enough. You have to use an anchor chart, show them visually how it's put together. Like for complete sentences, I always use peanut butter and jelly. Your subjects and your predicates go together like peanut butter and jelly. So I'll put a peanut butter and jelly graphic or something up and talk about that. So then your visual learners get to see that. And then you want to share it in a mentor text. Get out one of your picture books and show them a complete sentence in the picture book. So I am totally invested in modeling. And it's important that the kids get to see you writing that skill. So you're writing a complete sentence and they are seeing it. And then the next part of explicit teaching is the practice. You know, have some task cards or if your students need to have some manipulatives, have them have subjects and predicates and put them together into a sentence or whatever it takes for their practice learning. And then, of course, then you go into the application where they're actually applying what they've learned. But it's so important to not just do one of those, to do all of them so you're reaching all of the learners. I like that it's multifaceted because we talk about all the time on the podcast that school is very auditory and not every student is an auditory learner. And you've allowed for the visual by having the peanut butter and jelly because immediately that pops up. I can imagine what that would look like in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And then you talked about a kinesthetic example, which is a physical example. I think we did an episode talking about different types of learners. Yeah. We will link that episode in the show notes as well. See, you guys, we've done like over 50 episodes now, so we don't always remember numbers, but we'll, we'll <laughs> link it in the show notes. It's about parents recognizing what type of learner they have. Right. And a kinesthetic learner, sorry, is one who's like very tactile, touches things, right. learns by touching and in their body. And so this method highlights those three kind of big chunks. There's other types of learners too, but yes. those big types. Yes. Yeah, so some more examples for those, because um, I was going to talk about learning styles. I did mention it. Some more examples, like for visual learners in writing, graphic organizers are amazing. Love. Mm-hmm. I know you guys talked about that on one of your yes. episodes. Yes. And then for auditory, I always go back to the schoolhouse rocks when it comes to subjects and predicates. I mean, they have the conjunction junction song. They have so many (laughs) other songs. And, you know, I love to share like any kind of song or video that goes along with what we're teaching. There is for paragraph writing, there's an awesome paragraph writing paragraph song on YouTube and it's hysterical and the kids just love that too. So I always tell my teachers, 
Google something that you can share with them that maybe a catchy little tune or something like that that's going to really stick in their mind. So that's really important. And then the kinesthetic, we talked about how putting it together. But when I was teaching the types of sentences, we had a little sentence cheer, you know, when I say declarative, you say, you know, that kind of thing. And they just loved it because they were up and they were punching out for their period and they were getting excited for their exclamation point and that kind of thing. But it got them moving around and using motion with it is just so important for them. And you're getting all of the different styles of learning within one teaching lesson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we often talk on this podcast about how to teach math facts really quickly is also through using music and using kinesthetic learning. It seems like we're very aligned in our approach and this is why we work. Oh, yay. We're (laughs) friends. We were friends, yeah. <laughs> so what else? Okay, so a huge part of my teaching was choice. And it truly empowers children if you give them any kind of choice, whether it is, you know, a choice in their how they're going to present or their projects or whatever. So I love that. Absolutely. And even a choice in their learning styles. Say you're working with word choice for writing, since we're talking mainly about writing. And I had shared an acronym that I developed with you called FAVES. Mm -hmm. And what that means is when the students are looking in their thesaurus or looking for different things to add to their story, I use an acronym called FAVES. And it means the F is figurative language. The A is adjectives that sparkle. The other A is adverbs that shine. (laughs) Then we have verbs that strengthen and sense words that sizzle. So for my visual people, I would put that up there. They would also be the ones using the thesaurus. My auditory people would have an audio book of a mentor text with good word choice in it. And a great idea for your kinesthetic learners is say you were doing a story that was out in nature or in a different room in your house or something. You can actually write on location, take that with you take your writing with you and you're going to use your five senses to develop your story from what you're seeing and hearing and smelling and everything in that location. So that's just another idea, but choice is really important. You could do a choice board for presentations where you they have to choose so many things in a row. That way you know that they're at least getting something that you want that expectation from them. But there's also things within that row that they can do and it comes easy to them. Does that make sense? Yes. Can you repeat the FAVES acronym again? Sure. So the FAVES acronym is the F is for figurative language. The A is for adjectives that sparkle. The other A is adverbs that shine. Then the V is verbs that strengthen. And then you have sense words that sizzle love. So, and then I have like visual things to go along with each of those so that they can see that as well. But it's just important to be able to have things for everyone. And if you're a homeschool mom, I mean, this is for you too. How does your child learn the best? Do they need more auditory something or do they need more visuals or do they need to be putting something together or jumping around and doing something with it? And, you know, whatever helps them, 
then it's a win-win, right? Absolutely. And for our our Smarties who are parents who are listening to it and their kids are in regular school and you're not homeschooling, having Pam on the podcast today is about just expanding our awareness about what's available and what's out there. And you can absolutely connect your child's teacher with some of the things that Pam is talking about if you think it's going to help your learner. Make sure you have that relationship with your student's teacher where the teacher's open to something like this, right? We don't want to... Absolutely. We don't want to step on anyone's toes, but... Right. But you know what? Knowledge is power, right? Knowledge is power. And as a teacher, I always welcome those ideas. Me too. I don't know if you're going to have everyone like that, but for sure, I know of a lot of teachers that would welcome any idea to help a child. And if a parent came in and said, hey, my child's really struggling with this and this is what helped him at home, absolutely, I'm going to do that. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'd pull them over in a small group and use that strategy with them. I mean, it takes a village, right? It does. It It really does. The thing is, is that summer is also coming up and students just because it's summer shouldn't stop learning. Right. And you guys, as just parents that aren't homeschooling, but want to add something to summer to help your students, if you know, especially if this is a struggle for them, these are great resources that are clearly geared toward teaching anybody how to do this in such a differentiated way that's going to help your child. So keep that in mind too, that you know it doesn't have to be just during the school year and there's plenty of opportunity to work on some of these things and be able to make it fun. This is what we do over the summer with a lot of students. So we work through the summer. We don't necessarily mm-hmm. stop educational therapy just because school is out of session because we're not content oriented, right? We're skills and strategies oriented and skills and strategies can always be built upon and learned and you can always grow even if there's not school content. Summer's the perfect time to get with a a therapist or a specialist or if you have that relationship with your child where you can still be doing some of this stuff with them. It's crazy to think that we're already talking about summer, but I know that we are. Absolutely. I'm ready for summer though. Me too. (laughs) You know, you guys also, I think it was episode 47 where you guys talked about taking notes. Oh, yeah. I have something that can help with that as well for the differentiation. Yeah. Oh, tell us. So I listened to that. I mean, you guys are just amazing, by the way. I mean, (laughs) all these strategies, I mean, it's like a gold mine. I mean, for parents and teachers to come across this. So it definitely... You need to broadcast this. I need to put it out on my social media as well so that put it out there, Pam. I'm gonna yep. <laughs> I'm gonna have Demi do that for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so but anyway, for taking notes and I'm gonna be honest here. I was that teacher starting off that felt like everybody needed to take the same notes, right? You know, everyone needs to take the notes, everyone needs to have that in their notebook. That's what you're gonna study with. But I quickly learned that that wasn't the right avenue for every student. And especially with my own child, I mean, that's really eye-opening when you see your own child struggling with certain things and notes was one of them. And so within my writing program, I offer interactive notebooks. Are you familiar with those? Tell us more. Okay. So interactive notebooks is basically, you know, you might have a shape or a spinner or something for character traits. I might have a spinner and it'll talk about the inside traits and the outside traits and and you just spin it and you find the answer to it. 
And so it's basically manipulating, right? Well, some kids can't cut and paste or they have trouble with the manipulating end of it. And that's okay because even though my program is called Step-by-Step Interactive Writing Notebooks, you don't always have to use the interactive part. That's just a small part that a lot of the teachers and students like to do. But for note-taking, you can do it that way. Or you can do it that way and have sentence frames. So you would have part of the notes already written out for them. And then they just have to fill in the blank on the other parts. I love those. So they can follow through with what you're teaching on the board and just plug in a word or two where you're going to have other students writing down all the notes. You're going to have a few students who are just writing the sentence frames, plugging in words here and there. And then, you know what? If they can't even do that, so what? Give them a mini anchor chart. Mm -hmm. So I offer that in my writing program that you have four steps that you could use with the students. You could use the interactive. You could use the interactive with the fill in the blank. You can do just the fill in the blank, or you can have a mini anchor chart where, you know what, maybe someone's absent and it is going to take them forever to catch up on those notes slap a mini anchor chart right in there and boom, they got their notes for the day. Can you tell people what an anchor chart is for those that don't know? Sure. An anchor chart is basically an informational poster. So for every mini lesson, I do my writing in mini lessons. So I might have just a mini lesson on character traits. And that day we're only adding character traits to our story. So on that anchor chart is going to be all the notes that you would want them to know. So my character trait poster will have about the inside traits and the outside traits and give examples and that kind of thing. And that's what they're going to be putting in their notes, but it's everything's up there for you to teach from. And a lot of teachers might create their own anchor charts or they might have them digitally ready to put up on the whiteboard or whatever. But the anchor charts is basically what you teach from. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can take notes the same way. And in my eyes, it's what they're learning. And it's the little steps and the small milestones that they make. It's not the big stuff. It's not how well you can take notes. You have to work at their own level. Right. I tell my teachers that all the time, how important that is, because so many people can get into that groove that everyone's the same and everyone has to perform the same way and and everyone learns differently. Everyone learns differently and it's important to reach everybody. And give everybody the opportunity. Right. Yeah, it's so true. And I think that if you're taking it from the perspective of really learning the material, it's not learning how to do notes. Right. And if we're really talking about teaching them the material, then let's let them access it and however they need to, and you can do a different lesson on, on note-taking. But I love that you're including all those different ways of doing it according to ability, right. what the kid needs. Think about this, though. Say your child, this hit us in middle school pretty hard, so he would come home with his notes, and that's what he had to study from, and he couldn't take notes. Right. I didn't even know what to help him study with. I'm like, okay, where do we go from here? Right. I guarantee you, Pam, there are parents listening to this podcast right now, sitting in their cars in traffic in LA and around everywhere, nodding along, because this is a very common frustration that their child doesn't take notes, isn't able to really, because 
We believe fundamentally if students are able to do it, they will. Right. And the parent doesn't know how to help them study because they're told to study from the notes and teachers don't use, they don't use the textbook in their class or whatever. So this is a very common thread that we hear a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I run across people all the time. There are a lot of frustrated parents out there. There are. And I was there, been there, done that. I didn't give up, thank goodness, but there are a lot of ways to help students and children with their difficulties, their challenges. There's just a lot of different avenues to take. And you guys are one of them, you know? Thank you. You guys are absolutely one of them because you would be able to figure out these things for the child. If I took my own child to you 10 years ago, I wouldn't be talking about this today. Mm. No, no. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. We see our impact certainly in the sessions that we do. So thank you for saying that. I did have one more thing I'd like to talk about. Let's do it. Okay. It is about goals and contracts. So basically, I'm mainly talking about writing an essay. With students, especially like in the upper elementary level and even middle school, you can't just grade everything. So when you give an essay, you want to really have that expectation. What do you want to get out of it? And what I love to do with students is have them set a writing goal. Look at their last piece of writing. What were they struggling with? Did they forget to do topic sentences? Did they need to provide better word choice? Mm -hmm. What is it? And make that your main focus for that paper. And I always tell my teachers too, that you don't have to grade that first paper. The first paper is really your learning tool. Right. You're teaching them how to write it. And you know what? If you're brainstorming with them, it's okay. You don't have to worry about, oh, well, I gave them too much information. Now it's really not their own. No, that's okay. Especially for that first paper, you want to brainstorm with them and give them word lists. And you want them to have some set goals too in their writing. We also are a big fan of students setting goals for themselves. Yeah. Because they achieve them. Right. We document them. We write them down in our offices. We have an area where we posted the SMART goals because we like goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. Right. And our kids refer back to them. Our clients refer back to them. We love goals. Well, the time part of it. Absolutely. I love to give kids little schedules, little deadlines. I know that not everyone's going to write at the same pace. When we do the full essay where I'm doing the modeling, that very first narrative essay, very first opinion essay, and very first informative essay, we're going step by step. And it takes Mm -hmm. six weeks to get through one essay, but we are building all those little mini lessons in. But when I let them on their own, I also like to give them some deadlines. So, hey, Mm -hmm. why don't you have your brainstorming and graphic organizer completed on Monday, your rough draft on Tuesday, your revisions on Wednesday, your editing on Thursday, your final copy on Friday, or however you want to set it up. But I like to give them little deadlines on what they should be doing or some kind of an idea on where to go. Because if you just have them write an essay and not even give them enough time. That's another issue. Mm -hmm. It really is. So that they know kind of where they should be along the way. And you know what? You might have to pull a few students aside and give them an individual pace. They might not have the same pace as everybody else. 
And that's okay. It's about knowing your population. Yes. We want our kids to feel growth and we want them to feel growing pains, but we don't want them to feel necessarily complete and utter failure. Right. So we're taking growing pains, but not disasters occurring. Right. And that's why it's important to know the student that you're working with. Absolutely. I started off by saying, get to know your students. And that's how we can end too. Get to know your students. Yeah. I know teachers have standards that they have to meet, but when they start the year off, and I used to do this, so I'm speaking about myself. I used to have all these big, really lofty plans and ambitions about what I wanted to do with my class this year. And then you would meet the kids and then you would adjust. Right. 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 It's great to have all these ideas. And that adjustment was really important because certain things that I wanted to do weren't realistic for that particular group of kids. Right. So you you scale it back or you adjust it or you do whatever you need to do for that. Right. And if you instill all these tools and strategies in them, I mean, it's a lifelong learning. Absolutely. The bigger picture, they will have this when they're older, when they're going to college or high school or whatever. They will have those strategies to help them along the way. And and confidence is a big thing too. Absolutely. If you're offering choice that's building their confidence, if you're offering ways that they can learn, it's building their confidence. And you build their confidence and you'll just see them soar. Especially because I have a student that I'm thinking of in particular. He used to be part of the practice and he wouldn't turn in essays or writing assignments because he didn't want his teacher critiquing them. So he'd much rather just not do it. Mm. Right. And he was fine with getting an F. Yes. And he wasn't learning in that sort of scenario and being afraid of getting judged. It was more about the result rather than the process. And... I think that's what's really amazing about yours is really about the process and not the product. Absolutely. Love that. I love that too. All right, Pam, I know you have some special offerings for Smarties audience. So why don't you tell everybody about that and then be sure also to share with our audience how people can connect with you. How can our Smarties find you? Awesome. I would love to. So since they have listened to our wonderful podcast here, I do have some freebies for them. Yay. And it kind of takes all of this together and ties it in a little package for them. And it also has some templates that you could use for grouping and and for auditory, visual, that kind of thing. Just some tools that you can use with the differentiation that we talked about. But also, I had shared with you guys before we got on here about this writing course that's coming up. I've been working really hard on, and I've had my video guys in and out for weeks and weeks and weeks. (laughs) And, you know, I quickly learned that I might not be able to be a true rock star because I had to have little notes here and there. I would not be able to remember all those words. (laughs) You get better. And the more you do things, you get better. So tell us about it all. I would love to. So Along with your little freebies, I also have an invitation for you to come to a webinar, free webinar that you can register for, and it's called The Secret to Writing Success. And I shared a couple of things here with you just to give you an idea where it's going, but I really go deep down in and and tell you the exact order that everything should be taught in and how to do that. And it really is going to impact you and your students. There's a lot of homeschool moms that have showed interest in it as well. 
And what it comes with, the course itself comes with a six-course module where I go into all the different types of writing and the sentence structure, paragraph writing, narrative, opinion, informative. And then I also really take time for revisions and editing. And for the teachers out there, I have a bonus module called Progress Monitoring where it shows you exactly how you can monitor the students along the way. And there's going to be tons of different options and everything is going to be at a discount for your listeners. Oh. Yes, absolutely. I love your listeners. <laughs> so there's going to be different options, whether you're a homeschool mom, your teacher, whether you're an admin, and it's going to be like a pick and choose thing. So I have the actual course where I'm teaching so that you understand how to teach your child or student. There's also a student version. Say you are a homeschool mom and you would rather me be teaching that student some things. Very cool. Yeah, I go through each of the anchor charts and do it at the student level. So that is an option. Amazing. And then I also have the actual writing program that has been popular for about eight years now called the Step-by-Step Interactive Writing Notebooks that you could get according to your grade level because I have them for first through eighth grade. So you can kind of choose like what package is best for you. And also included in that is you get an invitation to a step-by-step writing community where everybody talks about what they're doing in their classroom and ideas from other teachers, which is kind of cool. And there is an exclusive resource library. You get priority to any other trainings and all that kind of good stuff. It's a big thing. We've been working on it for about three years, and it's finally going to come out in a few weeks. It's happening, Pam. Yes, I'm super excited because it's been a long process, but it's going to be awesome, and it's going to give so many ideas to teachers and homeschool moms and administrators as well. But, okay, so let me give you a website. Yes, tell our audience the link. Okay, cool. We'll put it in our weekly email as well. So go to www.learnsmarterpodcast.com if you're driving and you just want the link in your email the day the podcast comes out. Yes, so to get all the free trainings and the webinar and the freebies that I talked about, you could go to rockandresources.com backslash learn smarter because this is for your audience. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. So Rock and Resources, there's no G, right? There's Pam? no G. It's R-O-C-K-I-N resources.com. Slash learn smarter. Yeah. So you can find us everywhere. I say us because I have a few people on my team. The only thing I'm different on is Facebook and it's Rock and Teaching Resources. Okay. Everything else is just Rock and Resources. And my website as well is just rockandresources.com. And I would love for your audience to pop on over and see us. That would be amazing. We can't wait to hear the impact of this time that we spent together to hear what happened. I know. Because I think some lives are going to be influenced based off some of the things that we talked about today. I hope so. You know, that is truly why I'm here is to help someone along the way. Be of service to somebody else, right? Absolutely. You will and you are. Well, thank you, guys. (laughs) She has a big smile on her face. (laughs) (laughs) You're my rocking buddies. Yes, we can't wait to get the update about Donovan and thank him again for sharing his story 
or allowing you to share his story yes. with all of us. Yeah. Guys, go to www.rockandresources.com slash learn smarter because she has so much that she is offering our audience and we're so excited that we can connect with people and potentially make a huge impact. Awesome. It's cool. Yeah. Woo. It's cool. Thanks for being here, Pam. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. Yes. All right, Steph, that was amazing to learn from Pam. I loved so much about what she shared. My big thing was I think it's amazing that we had this whole conversation about vision therapy. Yeah, no, I think that was that was fantastic, unplanned. She told us before we went on air that she had something really exciting that happened and she wanted to share it with us, but we didn't know what it was until literally the same time you guys heard. And when she started out, I think both of us looked at each other like we know exactly where she's going. We know where this is going. And it kind of, on the one hand, I'm so happy for her family that they figured out what was going on because it's such a relief to know that there's a cause, right? On the other hand, it makes me sad that it took that long to figure it out. So, I mean, just having the conversation on the podcast, I could see parents running. Yeah. To go do that vision therapy because, guys, it can really have an impact. So we'll definitely be sure to get an update on how he's doing in a couple of months. We're going to do like a where are they now episode eventually. I'm excited for that, too. And I think it's important to note that there's so many different ways that we can all help these students that are struggling. I think that was really what she demonstrated today and that all of her strategies and how it's all step by step. And, you know, a lot of times we ask kids to pole vault and they're not ready. Oh, we asked them to do so much in such a short time. I hope you all heard about how she said it can take six weeks to learn how to write an essay. And sometimes we just kind of send our kids out into the wild to do it, right? And we were like, go do it. I just got back from going on vacation with my mom last week. And we were talking a lot about how when I switched from public to private school, Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to write an essay. And my mom was talking about it last week Mm. about how I was crying every day after school. I didn't know what to do. Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. And how my mom was crying because I was so upset and it was so hard to watch. And my mom found somebody to help me like an ed therapist, but wasn't. And right. I don't remember her last name and I want to track her down somehow. So now I've got this task of trying to find her. Oh, but, to thank her. you know, I think that it just goes to show, let's just say the teachers had taught me and I just didn't take it in. The way you're teaching things the first time in a way that makes sense to them doesn't make sense to everybody else. And I think the fact that Pam has all these resources and different ways of doing it, I think could change a lot of things for a lot of kids. I couldn't agree more. And I also think, you know, we talk about technology. A lot of families look at it as not a positive thing. But the fact that we can have a podcast like this mm-hmm. and parents can have a resource or can have a tool like Google to go and we get a lot of clients from Google. Yeah. And people aren't necessarily searching for ed therapists, Mm-mm. but they discover us and they realize like, no, no, this is what my kid needs. And so... There's positives and negatives to everything when it comes to technology, but this is definitely a positive to be able to have a podcast, connect with someone in South Carolina who otherwise we wouldn't have met, mm-hmm. right? And to have our philosophies be so aligned was yeah, 
We're lucky. And Steph, you've never told me that story about the essays. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's funny because my mom and I were just talking about it a couple days ago. So Mm. you got to find that tutor who helped you. Yeah, I have to find her. I can imagine being there and how hard it is and how it doesn't make sense. And and I'm excited to use some of Pam's resources myself. I think that it could help with some of my clients too. I was having the same thought. I have a feeling we'll be purchasing a lot of her (laughs) stuff coming up, don't you think? Yeah, because you know what? There's a lot of stuff out there and some of it is great. The way her goals are aligned with how we do things and that it Mm -hmm. breaks it down into chunks that make sense and makes it a little bit more fun that way. And we don't want kids to walk in and, and hate writing. So Making writing fun is definitely a goal. Yeah, it's one of the things that we often talk about is like, I want my kids to be, my clients to be strong writers. It's really important. I want them to have an ability to talk about history and put history in context with world awareness about what's going on. And I want them to be able to write an email appropriately and respond to Mm -hmm. written language in an appropriate way. It's really important as students move through life that they have those skills. So Smarties... Be sure to get all the freebies and discounts that Pam is offering you. If you're on our email list, you will have gotten all that in your email this morning. And if you are interested in working either one-on-one with the CAP Educational Therapy Group team, which is my practice in Beverly Hills, or with Steph's practice, my ed therapist, which is in Redondo Beach, California, reach out to us. Mm -hmm. We both work And our teams actually all work virtually as well. So you don't have to be confined to the greater LA area to work with us. Another beauty of technology. Oh, yes. And Steph, I think you just hired someone who's specifically for writing in your practice, right? I did. I just hired a writing coach who is an amazing person, has a lot of experience working with kids and teaching them how to write. Reach out to us, guys, and we'll get you hooked up, especially as summer's coming up. Yeah. We weren't messing around when we were saying that's really the perfect time to do some skill building. And we make it fun. Don't ask your kids to write in a journal every day about what they did. They're going to resent you over the summer. A lot of parents come in with that goal. We will come up with fun activities that they will be engaged with that will be specific and goal-oriented for your child that they'll be happy to meet with us online. Yeah, agreed. All right, Smarties, have a great week. Have a great week.